Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Brian April. Uh, as always, all of our episodes can be found on the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, on Spotify. Uh, if you want to see the video versions, they are on Facebook and on YouTube. Just search Uncommon, Common, uh, Uncommon Comedy Podcast. Easy for me to say. Um, if you have any questions or comments about each episode, please feel free to put them down in the comments below. Or if you want, you can catch up with me uh, live stream uh, three days a week on Twitch, and that's uh, twitch.tv uh, slash comedybrian. You can also find me at youtube.com slash comedybrian, facebook.com slash comedybrian, and again, twitch.tv comedybrian. So come check us out. Uh, today's guest, uh, I'm really excited to have him on. I, I, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Uh, he is one of the hottest rising stars in, in stand-up comedy, and without question, in the next five to ten years, he's going to be a household name, uh, and you will know him. And I'm very excited to get to talk to him today and uh, get to hear a little bit about his story, which we haven't really talked about. So uh, please welcome the very, very funny Mr. Jason Cheney. Jason, what's hey, up, man? You gave me an amazing intro, man. I did not expect that. <laughs> well, you're an amazing comedian. You're a rising you. star. And, and it seems like you meant it, too, because... You know, you're like, you know, five to ten years. I don't want to say two, because just in case the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for ten years, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't I want to you know, put that pressure. I didn't want to put that pressure. <laughs> you got to do it now. But that was uh, a perfect intro. You're great. You're great at the intros, bro. Oh, thank you, man. No, but I, I truly mean it, man, because, you, you know, I've seen a lot of people. I've seen people, you know, go past me and see people blow up and do do great things. And, you know, you just have that whole package, man. You're, you're uh, really funny. You're very likable. You're very humble. You're professional and you you work really hard at it and uh, you know you're you you're just gonna kill it i have no no doubt so i'm, I'm excited hey, to have you on here before you're too big to to be around us no never, <laughs> never too big never too big that's the thing but thanks to uh thanks for having me on and also is the same to you you're out here you're like because right before this started you were just telling me all about this uh you know stream yard shout out the stream yard they're spot they're gonna sponsor this podcast eventually yep. uh you see that uh and yeah, also, right. no 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 but but you know so much about it and he, like you're in twitch all the platforms and it's really cool to hear that and uh thanks for being patient to explain some of those things to me oh my pleasure my pleasure man yes yeah. not everybody oh, like that you know some people like to keep secrets not you baby yeah you, no you like so, so i appreciate it yeah, there's no point. You know, we're all here to, to help each other. And I really do believe a rising tide, you know, uh, floats yeah, all, I agree you know, with all ships. So uh, yeah. and it just it just comes back. So um, the thing uh, I, I want to say about uh, your act that I love, I always start off saying this, is you come across so genuine, um, so funny. Uh, you have really good energy, very high energy, which I which I love. Um, but people feel like at least i do anyway when when they're done watching you uh that they know who you are and they they feel like you know they know who you are as a person and they connect with you and they feel like they're friends with you and that's such a uh, a nice you know way to go about uh, connecting with people on stage so that's one of my favorite things about watching you perform it's just oh, I, how you bring everyone in i wish my dad was here to listen to this man <laughs> <laughs> i'm proud to hear somebody that's you know besides me to tell them i'm doing my best but thanks yeah i i um because like i like all comics i'm i'm for sure insecure in a lot of ways and um i know that one thing i could do is be myself and that's like so hard though you know but i, mm -hmm. I don't have anything else like i don't have any any skills already so i'm like 
well, I want to try to be as myself as possible and also be as positive as possible because there's enough negativity. There's enough other things, you know? So I just, I don't know. Because comedy always helped uh, me to forget about, you know, um, bad times. And like even mm -hmm. off stage, I just try to keep it positive and try to keep it um, lighthearted. Because, I mean, there's people debating all the time and negativity all the time. I'm repeating myself now, but that's why I try to uh, be that way. I try to. Yeah. Sometimes I well, don't because I'm human. I make mistakes. I make a bunch of mistakes that you maybe you haven't seen, but a lot of people have. And and um, But I want to learn from it, and, and I don't want to do it again, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, well, one, we can, we can get your dad to uh, watch or listen to this when it comes out. We'll just clip it, and you can send it to him. But the other or the other thing we could do is uh, no, I, I totally agree with you about uh, just being human and being nice and just, you know, trying to be yourself. And that's something that so many comics. Uh, how long have you been doing comedy right now? Nine years, nine years. OK, so yeah. uh, there's so many comics, especially when they start out, they try to be another person. They try to be another comic. I was I was, bro. Yeah. Did you do the same thing? I think oh, we yeah. all do. For the first like two years, I was I was weird. I was like black for half a year and then for another half a year i was italian and then for another half a year i'm back to like super weird asian like because i just try to you know i try to imitate whoever i love and also yeah. you're growing up so you don't really know who you are so it's a good job what were you saying oh no no that's that's yeah. kind of the thing it's it's so it's such a, an important step to be who you are and be you on yeah. stage just uh an enhanced or amplified version of it um, yeah i'm so trying to figure it out I feel like we're yeah. all trying to figure it out because we're, we're, we never stop growing, you know? Right. That's and, the cool thing. You know, it's yeah. no matter how many years you've been doing it, you just go, oh, well, here's something new. Yeah. And, and also, I feel like, um, I, I was thinking that this is a weird thought that I had the other day. I feel like we humans, I know we're always trying to live longer. Like longevity is always the human species goal. But mm -hmm. I feel like we're just all living longer than we're supposed to is that a weird thing to say <laughs> because, because it's like we peak at around 25 and everything just really goes downhill like are we supposed to keep going <laughs> you know what i'm saying if it's going downhill like aren't we just supposed to okay here it is like we you know what i mean this is the best i don't yeah. know that negative i think i think that physically yeah we we probably peak there but uh i think mentally at least for me as i've gotten older i'm 47 now so uh, I I've just enjoyed this part. Dude, you of look life. good for forty-seven, man. Oh, thank you. That's the uh, facial paralysis froze me at thirty-five. So no, it's a smooth skin, baby. <laughs> I don't know, but it's a, it's smooth on both yeah. sides. Oh yeah. So I, when I'm seventy, though, this side, you know, this side will be like smooth, and this side twenty. Be like, you know, yeah. yeah, seventy. <laughs> yeah, I, I look like a Batman villain. You know, I look like two faces. <laughs> you know, but uh, so. But I think, you know, it, it, like when I turned 40, I just stopped caring about all the nonsense, the little, you know, day-to-day -day nonsense that everybody is so, you know, important, you know, to, to people, like what other people think about you and all that, you know, all that sort of stuff and all the little yeah. drama. I'm just like, eh, I don't need that. So yeah. that's kind of, I got to say, it's kind of a nice feeling. So, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. What, um, what, who, or who or what inspired you to do a uh, stand-up? I, um, that, that, every time, because there's so many, sometimes I get, um, caught up in my words because there's just so many reasons why. And then also there's no reason. Does that, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, but one main thing that I wanted this, 
um, highlight is that uh, I, I really thought about this th throughout the quarantine is that when I was a kid, um, I was always a kid with a desk for myself. Like there's like, cause I grew up in Taiwan and there's, there's like 50, 60 kids in one class. And I, I always had my own desk because I was too loud, you know, all this. And then, so I didn't have a lot of regular friends, all my, like I have two friends in every single class and they're all F students and they're all, goof, you know, goofy people. And then my parents, uh, you know, Asian discipline is a little different okay. <laughs> than the American style. So yeah. Uh, I, it was just negativity every day. And, um, every time I, when I go to class, I'll roast the teachers or I'll make like a goofy noise and then I'll, and I'll like get kicked out of class, but I'll get a laugh out of the students or me and my friends will goof off for the whole class. And, uh, some kids obviously don't like it, but a lot of kids is like, yeah, you know, recess, you know, or whatever. And then they'll kick, kick us out. And that was like the only happy moment is when mm -hmm. I get to goof off before I get kicked out. Um, and, and, and I think that just carried throughout life. Like whenever I feel negative or whatever, I, I just try to like run away, which is not healthy. So don't, I don't think that's a healthy way to live, <laughs> but, but I think that's what, it is. And then also, I didn't know about stand-up comedy until I moved to America. I moved uh, in eighth grade. Okay. Uh, but the first time I saw stand-up was in ninth grade. And I really got into it when I was in 10th grade because my English was a little better then. And I loved, but but I didn't know that originally I loved Rowan Atkinson. And that was like one of the first, he was like big. And um, Rowan Atkinson, Jim Carrey, because even if, when I didn't speak English, they still have that goofy animated thing, which, you know, I could be, oh, that's fun to watch, you know? So, but after that, I, I loved Kevin Hart's early stuff. I mean, there's so many greats now, like Bill Burr, Ronnie Chang. Um, yeah, Asians like Ali Wong, you know, Bobby Lee, Joe Coy, yeah, all, all those guys. Yeah, so that's what really inspired me is those two things. I kind of went on a rant, but. No, no, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. Um, where people use comedy, you know, just to get some of that positive reinforcement or some yeah. good feelings because I mean, there's so many comics. I, I'm, that's kind of how I got hooked into it. You know, was I was in a bad relationship and I, yeah. I tried comedy for a few months. So I could do voices. And so I went to a class reunion and uh, I was just miserable. And then uh, I made people laugh and I was like, Oh, Oh, like, what is this? You know? Like, yeah. Feel good, okay. You know, uh, dude, I can't imagine you have you had balls to go to a class reunion, dude. I would, I, would, I can't imagine being at a class reunion. I haven't yeah. gone to one, and I don't think I ever will mm. until I become successful. Then I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go be like, guess who made it? <laughs> there you go. Believe me. Yeah, I just want to do that. Well, it's interesting when you go to a class reunion. You see, like, you go, oh. You know, someone peaked too soon. You know what I mean? Like you see people who are like amazing yeah. in high school or whatever, and you see what they've become, or, or yeah. you know, you, you try to be nice with their. You know, there's uh, people that were even like the super popular kids that were nice, and so you go up and say, "Hey, man!" Like there was one person I was like, "You were always super nice to everybody, no matter." And she was like mm -hmm. one of the most popular people, and so you have that, like cool conversations, and you you see how people kind of mature, and then you see how some people don't mature at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, well, all right. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but yeah, it's comedy's been. Uh, I've I've loved comedy since I was like ten years old. So I've, I just have mm -hmm. such a thing about. It. So, um, so tell me about your first show. Do you remember your first show? Yeah, it was at Saul's Comedy Hole. 
in LA, but I was living in San Diego then, and I was working a full-time job at a Radio Shack. The Radio Shack still exists, you know, so I was doing that. And then uh, I would drive every night to, to LA, but the first one was in, yeah, LA is also, I literally just Googled open mics. What the first thing I did was I went to the La Jolla Comedy Store just to watch like an open mic. And this is this is a funny thing. And I, I told this to Jeff Bilodeau too, because the first show that I ever watched, it was uh, like live. It, it was like Kevin Hart, you know, all, some standups. But the first one that was local was at the La Jolla Comedy Store. I saw Jeff Bilodeau and a bunch of open micers. Okay. And then there was like maybe t- I've never gone to a live stand-up show that's not in a theater or in a in an arena. So mm-hmm. going from that to to 10 people, <laughs> I did not like I I was like this isn't comedy, right? Like this is and and so and th- my whole life. So that was the first time live, you know, at a local spot and I saw but I was like, dude, this is these people, I could do this. <laughs> And then, but the thing is, on the whole line, there's like 10 comics. Jeff Bilodeau killed it, though. Because you know how, like, he's he's a great comic overall. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, I remember, it was like a, it was a terrible, it was like, you know, 10 people, and the comics were bombing, and he just went up, he killed it. I was like, yo, that guy, besides that guy, everyone else was bad. And then I was like, I could do this. So when I started, you know, so I was comedy, I started bombing. And then I go to La Jolla Comedy Store, I did the open mic, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is this, this is really hard. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely hard. So yeah. what was what was the um, do you remember the like the experience of of that first show where there was a lot of people or that one, um, there was like that one's kind of a fluke too, because there was maybe eight to ten comics at the show. And I remember it was Jason Ben Glass, great comic. He, I didn't even know him then, but he was the host of that show and he was calling out the names of the people and I didn't know you had to sign up. Okay. They made you pay to go get a spot on the, on, on the open mic. Okay. And I just, I snuck in, but I didn't know that only if you pay, you could put your name there. I didn't, I could, I didn't even put my name there because the host was like, oh, you didn't pay, you didn't get a ticket or whatever, but they were calling out people and then they called out Jason. And then, but I didn't sign up. It was like another Jason, you know? And then the host was like, is there another Jason? I mean, is there another Jason? They were like, um, is Jason here? And when he said it the second time, I was like, that's me. And then he's like, you're not Jason so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, no. And he's like, all right, well, you're up. <laughs> and, and then I just went up and I did I didn't have no material. I just talked about how I, I visited the hospital and um I got like one chuckle from one comic and when I walked off the the comic was like, "Hey, that, that was great, man." And I guess that's all I needed to bomb. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> that, that was the first time. That gets you hooked right there. Yeah. <laughs> You've been doing it a, a, a while though, right? How long have you been doing it? I've been doing it uh, over 23 years. Do you remember your first one? Oh yeah, yeah. I had two. I had two first ones. Uh, one I did com. I did comedy for about six months after I graduated high school. Yeah. Um, and then I did, uh, and that was basically, you know, I had friend all my friends there or whatever, and I did great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first time when I got back in '97 and I did it, you know, that's when I I really counted as '97 mm-hmm. is when I started. Um, I was I did an open mic 
and I had uh, two friends uh, that had come to me. It was in a bank vault, this place called uh, Dick Darty's Comedy Vault. It was basically an old bank, uh, and the green room was the actual vault of that's this old kind of bank. Cool. I gotta say yeah. that. Kind of cool. And it was just this tiny little, you know, club that sat maybe thirty people. Um, it was downstairs from a bar, and uh, I just remember going up and feeling like I did amazing. Uh, yeah. Looking yeah. back, it, it was probably, <laughs> you know, I would I would claw my face off at what I did, but I had I had the voices so that like that at least yeah. a little bit of time <clears throat> and a little bit of you know laughter, and so uh, I remember it not being horrible. Um, thankfully it was, it was a, a lot better off than, uh, than I thought it was, you know, than yeah. a lot of people's stories. So, but, um, <clears throat> so, so you go up there and you get one chuckle that you, you feel happy with at the, how, how long did it take before, uh, comedy started to click for you so before you stopped going up the really good shows, the really bad shows, so you started to kind of level out consistently. Level out consistently. Um, I, I think I think my progression is pretty normal, like normal considering just I didn't I wasn't I like because some some comics, you know, they just got it. There was just super yeah. talented. They just got it from the beginning. I wasn't one of those guys like it took me a while. Like it took me, I would say, like four years maybe to mm -hmm. get it even to start being like, OK, like this is, you know, I guess. But then it was still hard. I mean. Maybe maybe two three years ago, I th I think. But yeah. but really going up a lot because I I try to go up as much as I can because I just hear everybody oh you just got to go up you know sometimes people say oh that's cliche but it's like anything you gotta you gotta do it. I'm right. always surprised that repu reputation and consistency would make you better at pretty much anything you do like you'll get better at it if you just keep doing it and it always surprises me that you get better like i because i'm always so negative i'm like dude it's not going to be good it's not going to get better but they like because i i turned the quarantine i bought this ball side note um i bought this ball where it hangs from your head and then you kind of just like punch it yep. you know i look like I look like uh the tasmanian devil in the in, in the first time i did it like i couldn't even get it but I just kept doing it every day. And, and by the third day, like I had a rhythm and, um, and I was like, I can't believe it. I was like, dude, all you got to do is just keep doing it. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And I think going up a lot really, but really helped, but re um, but I also understand that when people say it's not helpful if you go um, to all the like seven open mics at night, because then it's really draining your soul, your energy. And sometimes it's not a good gauge on your jokes. Right. Um, I'm sure you know this. Yeah, I'm just saying that's also my experience. Um, but I also just always want to just get up. You get something, like a little bit of something. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I, I think uh, I agree and I and I disagree on, mm -hmm. on certain aspects. I think, to me, it's, it's not about just getting stage time. It's about getting quality stage time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like if you get up and it's, it's the laundromat and there's, you know, half a person there you know and you know you go okay I, I could i could get the same effect um being at home talking to my mirror but i think um where i see a lot of open micers and you, you are not an open micer but where i see a lot of uh, people especially in the beginning or who are trying to get those um 
get that stage time as much stage time mm -hmm. as you want i still remind myself of this too is have a goal when you go on stage right so 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 that it's not a waste uh so that it is a valuable thing so it's like you know that that repetition it's like okay well tonight i'm gonna not say um or tonight i'm not gonna step on flood this punchline or tonight uh i'm gonna try with uh, the mic in the stand or i'm you know i'm gonna try not to do this nervous tick thing that i do or just have a goal whether there's people there or not you know a lot of people are all the comics just go well this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna try to play to the whole room even though i won't get laughter or whatever yeah, so like, i, I totally agree goal. with you yeah i totally agree with you that to, to just have a goal. Um, but there's so many things to, to say about that too, because sometimes you go to the open mic and uh, there's other comics there. And it, it's also a part of the business or part of the work to like meet other comics. They're pretty much your coworkers. And um, it, in one aspect, not, I mean, most comics aren't like that, but some comics that you're friends with, you kind of feel the camaraderie and you're like, oh, let's do this together. And also maybe you'll get a tag like in a laundromat or even just build some sort of relationship. Not always the case, right. but I just always, I just always want to look for something that I do to be like, okay, I mean, that felt like majority of the waste of the time, but at least that one thing I got mm -hmm. either a relationship or a tag or like, you know, or, or I just said something out loud for the first time, like maybe a, a stem of idea, because the on the opposite side, where when you do a decent show, is that you do have the pressure to perform, and you do have the pressure to kill. So the you would take less risk. At least I do less, a little less mm -hmm. risk than if you were at open mic. And that's just my opinion, though. But. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think yeah. uh, you know, especially if people are paying to to see you, that so you're paying to yeah. see you. You you play the hits, you know, like yeah. you, give, you give them your best. But if it's yeah. open mic, then you know, uh, mm. I always do stuff that's proven, so I can gauge the crowd, and then I can do the new joke, and I can gauge it based off of the reaction. Yeah, the proven joke. Yeah, so that's always what I do. But yeah, you're so right, though. You could meet one person at at a hell gig, and that person can totally change your career. Like it's just it's uh, not necessarily. No, I mean, that would. Be that would be amazing. That has never happened to me. But like just meeting even a friend that would be supportive because, you know, like uh, it's pretty um, it's pretty gruesome mo most of the time. But if you just meet where we have like a little group of friends that were like, OK, like these people are cool that I could at least consult to or whatever, like in this such a, you know, hard business. So, uh, yeah. So even that, even just like a relationship. Well, yeah, but I mean, like for, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, uh, I did a, a terrible bar show at the, this place um, called, uh, it's actually this pub in uh, Poway or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I met a comic there. Uh, the show was terrible. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got a great line from the audience out of it, but uh, I met this comic there and then she ended up introducing me ultimately to uh, someone who became my manager uh, for oh, wow. a while who introduced me to someone else who became my manager. And then that took me, you know, across the country into to different clubs and to all these sort of things. Um, yeah. And then, you know, through all of that, then I ended up going, getting to sit in on a table read in the Simpsons. And so like all these, oh, those, those little turns. See, and, it's always like a little seed. And then yeah. one, one thing leads to another. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, without, without doing that show, uh, I, you know, maybe we meet on a different show and I'm having a bad day or she's having a bad day or exactly. whatever. And that stuff doesn't happen. So it's, there's you never know. You gotta be out there. 
I think yeah. being out there is, you know, half of the battle. Yeah. Mm. You definitely got to put the face time in, um, mm. but you also got to put the stage time in as well. So definitely. Um, so what is the uh, best advice that you've received about doing standup? Um, I, I don't, I don't really have one, but, uh, but I think, I, I think my answer is just to be like, learn, like be really open to everything. Um, to all the, my advice is to be open to all the advice <laughs> yeah. because everybody who tells you something, you don't necessarily have to implement it. And everybody's a little different. So something might work for me, might not work for you, but it's still good to know it. Um, I think that's my advice is that to be open to all the advice that either some, somebody that's new that gave, gave you or somebody that's, you know, a veteran who gave you, or even a booker, even if it's terrible advice, it's still a perspective that, that somebody has that, you know, if, if they thought of it, somebody else might have think of it too, maybe terrible advice, but, um, but, but that's, that, that's how, that's how I try to go about it. Yeah. 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 I think it's always important. You just keep an open mind and if it works for you, great. And if not, you just brush it. Yeah. Aside. But that, that goes for everything though. Like either on how, how, somebody if somebody tells you how to write a joke or how they do it or like um what you know you gotta get up every time or like to uh, how to how to like uh compartmentalize the anxiety or whatever the it may be that help you grow as a person because if you grow as a person i feel like you will grow in your career as well mm -hmm. um that's how i feel and uh and yeah in all the aspects either you know, writing to performing to, yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned anxiety, which, uh, do you, do you still get the anxious before shows? Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I think, I think I, it may be, um, yeah, I think it may be at this point, it's just, sometimes I get nervous. It depends on what shows is like, you know, sometimes it's, it's a high pressure show. Then you're like, oh, man, I got to do good. But I still try to do some breathing exercises. I try to do that. And like I write a list of things just try to calm me down. So I'll read it and go, OK, these things. But um, and, and, you know, there's bad days. Everybody has bad days. Like there's some days that you don't get enough sleep and you just get more anxious than others. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I, I still get nervous for sure. But that's why we do it, though. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do for you know the bigger uh, shows. Yeah, um, I get I call it more excited. Yeah, before, yeah. Like, there's always that sense of like, um, not not the the oh I hope I'm funny because at a certain point you go okay I know I'm funny and I know I'm capable of you know what you're capable of doing, but it's like oh I, I hope uh, people really enjoy this or I hope that the show goes well. Or, or I hope that the the guy before me doesn't go up and you know walk the room. Or, you know, there, yeah. there are other anxieties in my head for the show. Um, and yeah. then, but again, when you get those high pressure shows where it's like, you know, you're filming uh, you're filming something, or you're you know in front of you're auditioning in front of somebody, or or those sort of things, you're like, oh, okay, you know, just yeah, you still get nervous. So let me ask you this: what is uh, what is your writing process like? Um, I like to make a, I like to make like a bullet point and then like an idea I have, I'll just write it down somewhere and then I'll go on stage and 
I mean, I'll be excited to be like, oh man, I got to tell this thing to my friend. Like that is always the best bits come out of that is just when I have a bullet point and I'm excited to like tell people about it. That's pretty much it. And then after the show, I'll listen to it. Like, you know, I always listen to my set and I'll see where I could take out words or put in a better word or tag or better line. And I'll just continue doing that. I'll sometimes write down a joke, but mm -hmm. the best jokes and best bits that I have is all from write down a bullet point and then um, go on stage with it and try it out. Gotcha. So it's, you're it's more of a write write down guy, right? Like you'll, but your practice it seems like your act is like calculated. Yeah, mine is. Uh, it's very. Uh, I don't write it down uh, as much. Believe it or not, I'm more of a rant comic. Oh. So what I'll do is, uh, for example, um, when I try to come up with ideas, I'll make lists and I'll go, yeah. okay, uh, things about me, things I love, things I hate. Like those are, and I list them out. Uh, or, you know, if something happens to me that I go, oh, that's funny, then obviously I have that. But if I, I'm trying to come up with something from scratch, then I'll go, okay, uh, I'll pick a topic and then I rant about it for about a minute because that's just more of who I am and I'll record it. Yeah. And then I'll go, oh, that's kind of funny. You know, it yeah. gets me thinking about that. And then I go back and then I'll say it like 10 times to kind of get the marbles out of my mouth and kind of mm -hmm. start edit it a little bit the way I naturally speak. And then once all that's done, then I'll like write it down and that way I have it, you know, written somewhere and then I can really fine tune the, you know, the, the yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. I think but we're similar in, in how we do yeah. it. Yeah, mine's all just, you know, I, I hate writing it down. I yeah, it. yeah, besides that part, yeah. Yeah. I, I have, you must have a good memory to do that because to me it's like if, if, if I need – you know, I, I still got to write out a set list. I mean, I don't want to. Like, I got into comedy, so I don't have to do a lot of things. You know, so but but the but dude, I I wrote a bit though, or like a bullet point, like nineteen years, I think maybe nineteen twenty Wait, years. So, oh, so did you actually wrote down things in the beginning? Oh, I always wrote down a set list. Yeah, oh. I would always I would always write down a set list, yeah. and then before I would just look at it and just go, you know, it's this, 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 this. Mm. Um, and then I think it also depends on how much time I'm doing. Like if I'm doing a, 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 an hour or something like that, I'll write it out mm. because there's certain things that have to go in order. But if I'm only doing like a, a 15, 20 minute spot, I know I can go up there. I have plenty of material. I don't have to worry about anything being out of order. Like you can just yeah. kind of go, okay, I'll, for the first 10 minutes, I'll do this type of material and you can just cut and paste on stage and play and, you know, yeah. maneuver. And I still will have, like for I know for my act, like all my my weight my weight stuff is first, then my face stuff is second, and then uh, I get really into like the voices and the other stuff. So mm -hmm. like I always know I may not know exactly which jokes I'm going to do from each, but I yeah, always but know. you know like the ebbs and flow transition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know that the first part's going to be you know this section, and then I can pick and choose what I want, and then this section I can pick and choose what I want because I used to be so robotic. And it was like, no, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. And it was just, you know, so because uh, I always was told to develop an act and then just, you know, hone it. So that's what I did. And so it was like, mm -hmm. this always comes first, this always comes second. And that I'm allowing myself to kind of play a little more and just kind of uh, go, oh, I want to, maybe I'll do this or I'll try this or mix it's things up. It's kind of feels better that way too, to have more freedom. Mm. 
Yeah, I think uh, I do think so. But I, I also like in certain cases, it's it's developed. Uh, for me, it was developed with a very specific set of like, okay, here are the, the stronger bits. Here's kind of the natural flow. And, mm. uh, and as you get better in replacing them, you know, you just start to go, oh, I can just kind of mess around. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of fun. But sometimes, sometimes to add to that, I mean, the opposite of that, like sometimes I like to just for the first three or four minutes or whatever, or even three minutes, just to do something super different, just to mm -hmm. like jumble it all up. You know what I mean? Like kind of like shuffling the cards just to see if I could get out of it or do it, you know? Right. Yeah. I know that's that like I have a comic friend. He's like, no, you're just chasing adrenaline now. But that's, <laughs> not, that's, that's not the truth. The truth is like, because comedy, you know, like you, you can't predict if somebody's going to heckle you or whatever's going to happen. There, there's so many like different aspects. There's like, you know, the age group and then the different ethnicities. They, they appreciate different things because they have a different arsenal of references. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I just because I, you know, everybody has their strength and weaknesses. And I know my weakness is to like just stay out of my material. That's my weakness. Yeah. So a lot of the times up top, even if it was a new joke to make me feel like, okay, like, I don't have a net, like, either this will bomb or it'll go decent, you know? Um, I like to do that as well, just to, you know, jump it all up. Yeah. No, uh, no, not me. I would like, <laughs> like to, to at least go, okay, here's here's uh, here's my base, you know, and, like, let yeah. me get started yeah. with getting them to know who I am, my personality, getting them to like me, and they know I'm funny. Yeah, then I, I get play. you, man. But it's yeah. kind of like that Bruce Lee thing. Like you, you, you gotta be like water. water. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. In the beginning, you, you know, if they, if they're not feeling it, you kind of, you know, go out, be, you know, adapt is is how. But I get what you're saying, though. I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's interesting. I, I feel always more uh, robotic and like a machine where it's like I'm gonna beat you down and wear you out, and you will come over to my side. It's more of that kind of thinking. Yeah. Oh, as God. opposed to like. Yeah. You know, as opposed to going, oh, they're not digging this or whatever. Let me kind of adapt. I'm like, no, I'll get you. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll get you. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it'll yeah. take a second or so. But I guess it just depends. Each show is is different. Yeah. Each show is different, different, as you said. So yeah. it's it's a it's, it's such a weird uh, process so that weird. you can do the same yeah. same timing, same words, same inflection, same exactly. everything. Two completely different reactions. Yeah, and that's I guess that's kind of what keeps us doing it is because we're like, how is this? Why did that not work this time? Yeah. Why did this work? Um, so here's one of my favorite questions. Um, what is or was your worst show ever? My worst show, I, I, I mean, I've bombed in everywhere. I've bombed on colleges, corporate events, weddings, you know, laundromats. You know, we all bombed in all those places. I bombed in a theater. Um, I did an hour I, I did an hour at a college in front of two thousand people, uh, for an, yeah. So I bought, so in front, yeah, bombed for an hour. So that that so just keep that in mind uh, as a premise. But this day, it's well, everybody has off days, and it could. It's like imagine your worst day possible, and then it's like you know your tire popped, and then like you you know your wife you're fighting with your girlfriend or wife or boyfriend or husband or whatever fighting and then now you this is like your third mic and then you're like three hours away because 
that's how crazy you are to get stage time. And it's at this coffee shop. This is like my second or third mic. And I go in and there's a Santa Claus on stage playing the ukulele and singing terribly. All right. And it's not Christmas, but he was Santa Claus like in June. Okay. And the, the, there's no stage. So just the coffee shop and in front of the, the window, you know, four to five steps in front of that, there's like, I don't know, maybe three or four tables. And there's like a couple there and like a, a musician and like maybe another poet, you know, and the bar is on the, on my left. If I'm, if this is a stage, that's where the people sitting. There's a bar over there for like coffee, you know, bagels, like muffins, you know, all the good, all the good stuff, cookies, you know, all the, the attraction pretty much. So people are coming in and walking, you know, across, listening to the Santa Claus. And then there's like a, uh, a group of bros and I'm nervous. I'm super nervous. This is like maybe two years in. And um, the host is like, oh, so I signed up and then I was supposed to be next. And the host is like, no, 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 we just have, you know, the, the Santa Claus go another three minutes. So you get a total of eight minutes. So this Santa Claus, he's doing the ukulele and halfway through he'll stop and he'll plug like, you know, I got coupons if you want coupons after the show. And I'm like, what is happening? And I've been waiting already for like 30 minutes. And, um, and finally he, he, uh, he, the Santa Claus did 15 minutes and then now he, you're already supposed to get eight. The right. host made it clear. We all get eight. And then he, the host goes up. Now he's doing a raffle. Now he's promoting the muffins. Now he's promoting the chocolate chip cookies, two for one. And then he's like, I, I was literally standing next to him because there's a small place. And then he goes, what's your name? Like, I'm right here. He's like, what's your name? <laughs> I'm like, Jason. And he's like, okay, guys, Jason. And then he just hands it to me like this. And I grab it. And then... I was like nervous. And then I remember I was doing this bit about um, littering and it's at a place where it's a little more progressive, a little more hippie ish. And then I just go, I, I love to litter. I, the moment I said that the old couple that was sitting was like, Oh, well, why? <laughs> and, and I was like, no, no, no. I, you know, not that I do. I just said, I want to. <laughs> And then he's like not having it. And like um, now, now, cause he was loud. So now like the place is a little more quiet cause the place that people are like, cause I think I'm, I'm like the only two comics or whatever. And then the other comics like super progressive. And then uh, the owner started looking at me. Like I see the, I see everybody now. And I was like, okay, well um, how are you guys doing? Like just the crowd work with the, with the old couple. And right. the host was like, Hey, can you just, you know, do your stuff? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, I am doing my stuff. Like I could, there's no stuff. That's why I'm trying to do crowd work. And then um, three minutes in, uh, I'm like sweating. And then the the, the owner of the, the coffee shop was like, hey, can you finish up? You went over your time. Everybody does eight minutes. And I look at my phone, it's like three minutes, 20 seconds. <laughs> and and there's like now eight you know i mean eight artists waiting to go up and then i just i left the coffee shop and i was gonna i was walking to my car and i couldn't make it to my car i i squatted down 
and I was just, I couldn't breathe. Like that was <laughs> probably the worst show. And um, I remember one of like the poets or whatever, like came after me and was like, hey man, you were great. You just gotta keep going. And I was like, I just, that was the, I would never forget that day. I, I don't know why that day was so prominent to me. I think nothing really topped up. It's just, it's just a mixture of like, that was kind of long, sorry, but it's just a mixture of like a bad day and like, and like that whole crazy, I don't know why, why that day was so bad for me. Yeah, just one of those things where it's like, and you can't really like go back at the owners and be like, hey, you know, no, I'm, I am I didn't go over, you know. I didn't go exactly, over you can't, it's her place. Right. Yeah, and That's you can't you can't be like, no, 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 I'm just doing what I can to do crowd work. I know it's not funny, but I'm trying. It's like, you know, you, you can't you don't know how to explain that to people. People yeah. just think if you're a comedian, automatically you have to be funny. It's like right. you gotta laugh, dude. Or or you just I'm not for you or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. You have to, you know, you have to sit there and be like, uh, you know, even on, and that's one of the things, like even on a bad day, you still have to go and deliver. Exactly. You know, like we, we don't have emotions. We don't have feelings. We don't have a lot, you know, like we're just dance, make us laugh. We're yeah. here, we're here to get away from our, our lives. And it's like, I'm here to get away from my life. Can you guys just play along a little bit? And yes. It's a little more uh, <laughs> good for both of us. Yes. So crazy. So is that uh, is that the weirdest place you've ever performed? Or I mean, a laundromat's pretty weird. I, I honestly, I think my body and my mind just blocks out all the weird places. I mean, I don't. Th I'm thinking where I have not performed. That that that's weird. I think I performed in. I mean, any parking lots, taco shops, uh, barbecue place, bars. You know, what I mean, all. Yeah. I I've, I've performed on top of a fireplace in a cafeteria once and i performed at the bottom of a staircase where the recess is happening and everybody just going you know behind me in front of me <laughs> dude you hear the cafeteria you hear like all the students you like there's kids sitting yep. next to me just having a conversation there's now i don't I've, I've went to malls just to like ask people if i could do jokes it, it's yeah i mean yeah. all of it yeah, I always enjoy finding a, a new weird place to perform. And I, yeah. I always, you know, I go, oh, this is going to be awful, but it, it'll be good to have on the list, you know? Because <laughs> I always just go, oh, that's new. I haven't done that before. And so, yeah, yeah. let me do that, even though I know it's going to be awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something different. Yeah, like I did one. Uh, we did a, they were having some sort of party, and they had a, a buffet line. Oh, and I was God. literally standing right next to the serving dish. Yeah, of the line, so people would just come right up here and <laughs> yeah. wait as I'm like telling jokes, and then they're like, "Oh, you know," I'm like, "Oh, that looks good." You're gonna do, it. you know, like it was right. It was literally right now. I could reach in and grab food, yeah, and eat it if I wanted. And yeah. it was just so weird. You have this whole That's line brutal. of people just coming up right while you're trying to do, you know, comedy, right yeah. in your face, and just like, "What am I doing?" This is so yeah. crazy, I, I, dude. I think that's like half of our lives. I think, yeah. What are you? Then, what am I doing? Is half of our lives. Yeah. Why? Why do we do this? I have no idea. And then you go, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, we are talking with uh, Jason Cheney, a uh, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Uh, you can check his uh, website out at jasoncheney.com. That's C H E N Y, Cheney. Uh, he also is uh, putting out a podcast on YouTube called Recess Recess Podcast. Um, and you can also follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Cheney. So. 
uh, check that out. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Recess Recess pod, uh, podcast. What's that? No, like like I was um, like you. The question you were asking me earlier about what inspired me and is really school. It's all the time, always. I just want to be on recess. Who doesn't? And uh, we just want to bring the viewers and listeners the same feeling of hearing the recess bell and just like you know be able to mess around and whatever outlandish, bizarre thing that comes to our head. Me and my friend, a comic. I think you know him as well. Well, Picard. Well, mm-hmm. well, part, I think um, he's a good guy and we're just, you know, goofing off and uh, we want the listeners to just, you know, relax and chill. We're just two goofy, stupid people. <laughs> we talk about relationships. We talk about dating. I'm married. He's single. Very sad. And uh, nobody loves him. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but we, we have two different perspectives and we talk about comedy. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much what it is. Hey, nice. thank you. Thank you so so much, man, for having me on and um, and giving me some gems on, you know, how to navigate on these uh, social platforms. Oh yeah, no problem. We are we're not uh, not quite done yet. Oh, oh yeah, uh, go. Uh, get a few more questions. Um, yeah. So, so um, you, I'd say you've been around it long enough now. What's some of the biggest mistakes you see uh, younger or newer comics making? I, I didn't. Uh, mistakes that I'm making what do you what what's what's one that you see like just just, uh, uh, just going for shock you know uh oh. especially like, like on a, well on like an open mic they uh people try to make the other comics laugh mm-hmm. um which uh I, I understand why they do that because you want that laughter yeah. you know because you're so new and you just you want some sort of laughter but you're, when you try to make other comics laugh, you start going with the weird and crazy twisted stuff. And yeah. that sort of stuff doesn't play. As you know, it's comedy and magic club. You know, like that's, yeah. that's not going to fly. You're never going to progress if you keep doing, you know, that type of humor. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you just see uh, people not recording, you know, not recording their sets or not uh, having yeah. a goal like we talked about when you go on stage. You know, I... I... I mean, we're all judgmental. We're, we're comics, and that's all we do. We notice things. It, that's right. not within our um, idea of how it should be. We would notice it and go, oh, that's not the way. But I always try to remind myself, because I'm still like this. I'm always yeah. like this. But I always try to remind myself, um, try not to do that when it comes to other people now, because it helps me to – it just helps me not to be so critical, number one. And number two, it helps me, like, because if it works for you, if you don't want to write stuff down, because I've right. seen, you, you, you've been their game, you know, 23, 29 years, you've seen people who went from, like, that's successful, not mm-hmm. necessarily the funniest or the most appealing right. to the, the, the mass market. And I can't, in the beginning, I hated on that 100%. But then I'm like, well, that's what they want to do. They may not be the happiest or they may be the happiest. I yeah. don't know that. And that has nothing to do with my happiness. So it's like, if they do that and they're successful, great. But I just, I can't do that for me because right. I, you know, I, I'm in searching and try to evolve in my personal life and also my career and I can't do what they do. Uh, right. Yeah. So yeah. So that, that's what I try to constantly remind myself 
to not do that because they did it that way. So it could be successful even if they are catering to the comics. You know, right. yeah. they, it may it may la it may not last forever or a long time. Maybe in some points they're like, hey, I do need to sell tickets or whatever the whatever it may be. Maybe they get a movie role. Maybe it pivots to a writing job. I don't know, but all those things happen for. That you know, we both seen yeah. it happen to. Yeah, to that's a fair point. Absolutely, that's yeah, a, that's a absolutely fair point. Uh, yeah. I always try to when I when I talk to somebody, I ask, you know, what are your goals in comedy? Yeah, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to just like go have fun and you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, then then do whatever. But if you're looking to, you know, become the MC of a place or you're looking to get into a particular club, then totally. you go, okay, well. Here's kind of how the business works, yeah. and this is what the the business is thinking. So you may yes. want to focus on some of these things. I agree. So, yeah. Um, so, did you have any perception of stand up uh, before coming to the U.S.? No, I never even knew the art form existed until the very very first time that I watched stand up in ninth grade was Russell Peters. Mm. That I didn't know. You, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, why is this guy? Like, I didn't know, I didn't even think of anything about it. I was like, this is a weird thing. I don't know what it is. And I didn't care for it. But I just remember <laughs> my friend showed it to me. And I was like, I don't know what this is. People are laughing. I don't know why. Because I also, I, I wasn't speaking, my English wasn't too good then either. Right. So, I, you know, I probably didn't understand fully. Huh. Yeah. That's really, that's pretty interesting. Um, the culture shock, I, I, I don't really focus or think about that a lot i, I kind of just try to like i don't know personal growth right now to me is really important just because uh, i just want to be happy and mm -hmm. i want to make sure i'm doing the right thing whatever that is um and live a meaningful life really you know and, and but all i do know is that i love messing around and i love like I love making people laugh, and, and and I just know that, you know? Mm -hmm. And now, so I know that I'll always love comedy for that reason. So I read in your bio that you were uh, you, you perform in Asia, and mm -hmm. uh, I wonder what is the difference like in performing in the United States versus uh, Asian countries? You know, it, um, I feel some of the jokes that I do hit better here are some of the jokes I do hit better there. It's kind of like, it's just, they all get it. It's just how close it is um, to you, you know, because like if you, for example, go to a Latino room, there's certain things that they get more. If you go to the urban room, there's certain things they get more. Uh, they, I mean, they all, obviously we're all human, so we could all relate, but I'm just saying there's certain things that are, uh, that are a little more prominent in the culture that it would mm -hmm. just get home better. But besides that, there, there isn't, like the, obviously the more, the because when you go back to Asia, I don't really perform in Mandarin, I perform in English, and all the expats, expatriates who go back there, who speak English, they get um, the immigrant experience better because, so it's like, oh, that guy that's doing stand-up is, is the same person that I am. It's just, he's talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but telling, doing the same bit towards, like um uh you know americans in america it, it they may not get it but they understand it so they'll laugh you know but you know it just hits different i think that's the only thing but gotcha. people get jokes 
Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, you touched on something that's, that's uh, really important, I think, is uh, people may not necessarily relate to everything you're doing, but they understand the greater emotion, you know, yeah, that feeling totally. of being somewhere yeah. new, fish out of water, uncomfortable, whatever that is. Yeah. And so that carries over no matter, yes. you know, what ethnicity or what language. Yeah, yeah so... That's a, a really valuable uh, thing to, to try to think about and for people to incorporate into their, their material if you want to perform globally. Mm. Um, so, uh, again, we're talking with uh, Jason Chaney, a uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, again, you can check him out at jasonchaney.com. Uh, he also has the Recess Recess podcast on YouTube, and you can follow him on Instagram at Jason Cheney. Uh, Jason, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, an organization that you wanted to spotlight today, um, and I just wanted to give you the opportunity and tell us a little bit about uh, CharityWater.org. There we go. So the thing is, for me, um, there's so many things. I mean, there's so many people to help in America. Uh, and I am always in constant reminder that I'm not doing enough because I don't feel like I'm doing anything uh, of tangible service for others. Some people may disagree and they go, oh, but you make people laugh, you know, but I just feel still that I should be doing more. And I always feel like nothing is enough, you know, and sorry, I feel like a piece of crap because um, uh when even if I can do it, even I have enough time or money to do it, I'll donate, but not as much as I should, you know? Right. So I feel really guilty. Uh, but one thing is, yes, there's Americans and our brothers and sisters who are Americans already uh, that, that's, that needs help around mm -hmm. us. But I always think of the, the countries, the third world countries like India or a lot of parts of Asia and Africa, uh, Nigeria, you know, all, all those. It's just. It's just I feel like those people are the most needy, like they, they don't re really have clean water and water is the number one thing that, you know, oxygen, then it's water and food that that's what you need to survive the basic needs and they don't even have that. And so that's why I feel like water is very necessary for anybody to have. And the fact that some people don't have it is crazy to me. And um, that's why, yeah, that's why I, I, I chose charity water. Yeah. It's a, and, and they're in all those countries. They're in all those countries. Hmm. Yeah, I was looking at their their site, and they, they seem to they do a, a lot a lot of great work. And uh, again, if you're interested in checking them out and helping yeah. out, uh, bring clean water to to people around the world who need it to survive. Yes. Uh, check out www.charitywater.org. Uh, once again, that's charitywater.org. And uh, we're gonna wrap up in just a second, but I want to say thanks to all the viewers and listeners uh, for hanging out with us today. Uh, again talking with uh, Jason Cheney. So check him out, uh, jasonchaney.com. You can follow him on Instagram, at Jason Cheney. And uh, again, check out his uh, upcoming podcast on YouTube called Recess Recess. And uh, again, if you want to get in contact with me, have any comments for me, you can reach out to me. I live stream three days a week on Twitch. Uh, that's www.twitch.tv slash comedybrian. And Jason, thank you so much for, for taking time out today and uh, sharing your story and, and your knowledge and uh, looking forward to getting back out there and uh, performing with you. Thank you, man.
Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you for having me. I'll I'll see you see you in San Diego. Sounds good, man.